Before it resolved for me in my long experience with pelvic pain, I had no idea how to stop my pain. It was just there. I woke up with it every day. It did not go away. Some things made it worse. Sometimes some things made it a little better, but it never went away. For years, I could not see a way to resolve it. When it finally did resolve, the path of its resolution became clear to me. Especially with COVID, we all understand that an intensive care unit in a hospital is a place in which patients who are dangerously ill are kept under constant observation to support their bodies becoming well, enough to remain alive and healthy without the need for such intensive support. Intensive care is needed to help someone very ill recover their health. The true purpose of an intensive care unit is to support the body's ability to become well. An intensive care unit is aimed at supporting the body's ability to heal so that it does not need extraordinary support to remain alive and healthy. Ultimately, intensive care leading to the recovery of someone's health supports the natural indigenous ability of the body to be healthy and alive when it is compromised. When we are fighting COVID, most of us know that sleep, rest, liquids are essential for our recovery. We do not go to work, often staying in the protected environment of a bed and rest for the benefit of ourselves and others. What we are doing when we take these measures in supporting our body is ultimately protecting and supporting our own natural healing mechanisms. In the age of modern medicine, we often forget this. We attribute all kinds of power to the vaccines, drugs, and healing devices that have been invented in modern times, but we forget that those are all just servants of the healing mechanism of the body. That is what the important thing I'm saying here is. The new vaccines serve and support the body's ability to disarm the virus. The vaccine is the cheerleading squad. The immune system is the team. Now, pelvic floor pain does not seem like a problem that requires healing in the same way as COVID. I believe this is because pelvic pain is invisible. Doctors cannot see it. Friends cannot see it. Doctors cannot find any abnormality either in the normal examination of a patient or in the standard medical tests or standard visualizing tests used in contemporary medicine. What is typically overlooked in the understanding of pelvic floor pain is why the pelvic tissue is sore in the first place. What caused it? Why does it remain sore? It is accepted that chronic pelvic pain tissue is sore. It keeps being sore. And there is not much understanding about that. If you pull a muscle or overdo exercise and your arm or hand or leg gets sore, you might baby it, not stress it. In other words, you would cooperate with the mechanism of your own body that would provide an environment to heal sore arms, necks, or back. 
most people do not give a lot of credit to the body's ability to heal pelvic pain. In my mind, it is peculiar that conventional thinking of chronic pelvic pain does not recognize the need to support the body's ability to heal itself. In the Wise Anderson Protocol, we train our patients to be servants of the body's ability to heal sore and irritated pelvic tissue. After all, when the sore and irritated pelvic tissue stops being sore and irritated, pelvic pain stops existing. Pelvic pain is essentially sore, irritated pelvic tissue that hurts and that interferes with the normal functioning of, the, of urination, defecation, sexual activity, sitting, management of stress that otherwise would not affect us. What needs help in the releasing of pelvic floor pain is the body's ability to heal it. In all of my study of the literature of pelvic pain, the concept of helping the body heal itself is conspicuously absent. In our protocol, we support the healing of the body and pelvic pain by essentially training our patients in three methods to help the body help itself. Physical intervention, which can be called myofascial trigger point self-treatment, behavioral and mental intervention, which we call extended paradoxical relaxation, and the new viewpoint of what pelvic pain is, what needs to be done for it. The problem with pelvic pain healing is that for a good part of a person's day, there are things that interfere with the healing up of this tissue, namely things like urination for some people, defecation for some people, sitting for many people, and certainly anxiety, which is a huge exacerbator of this problem. And sexual activity often exacerbates the condition. When someone is anxious, the tissue does not relax. The tissue remains tight and irritated. And the catastrophizing that occurs with many people, like they are never going to get better, that no one understands that the doctors cannot help and woe is me is a huge exacerbator of the healing up of pelvic floor pain and obstacle to the body's ability to help itself. With some people, bodybuilding, bicycle riding, and other things that stress the pelvic floor are all things that normally do not have any effect on the pelvis in a pelvis that is not disordered like it is in pelvic floor dysfunction. It can be a problem when you have pelvic floor tenderness and pain. So the healing that is required for the sore pelvic floor is typically interrupted all day in the life of a person suffering from chronic pelvic pain. Imagine someone in the intensive care unit who's carefully monitored and supported in healing at nine o'clock in the morning is told that he has to go to work, get in a car, and deal with the stresses of life, and then come back at 6 o'clock in the evening where he can be supported in the intensive care unit. This would be a joke. We consider that the same would be true in our attempts to support the healing of a bad flu or a cold or a soldier recuperating from wounds. We would not think of doing this, but in my view, this is what the pelvic pain patient is subject to. 
So the two to four hours of self-treatment that we ask our patients to do, which is a huge request, involves regularly loosening tightened tissue that needs to be loosened in order for it to heal, and then reducing the inner turmoil triggered by an aroused nervous system continuously stoked by catastrophizing and the inherent arousal of the nervous system. We ask someone to do this because chronic pelvic pain requires a minimum requirement of time for its healing. This is why the healing takes so long because when you're doing well, you're moving ahead three steps and moving back two steps in dealing with all the stresses that continue to irritate the tissue during the day. If you could put someone in a continually quiet environment protected from the stresses of normal life, I believe pelvic pain would heal up far more quickly. Because you cannot see what needs healing in the pelvic floor patient, and because pelvic pain patients can work and function, albeit with a silent and very large inner cost to the patients, chronic pelvic pain remains chronic. Supporting the healing mechanisms of the body to resolve sore, irritated pelvic tissue must be the ultimate focus of someone struggling with pelvic pain. And this is not a small matter. How do you calm down a nervous system and loosen a tightened, painful pelvic floor in a person who has no experience doing this? Doing physical therapy to loosen pelvic floor tension and irritation while not rocket science, takes training and the right tools, patience, and regular practice. It requires pressing on sore, irritated, chronically tightened tissue inside the body and the related tissue outside the body. We train our patients to use our FDA-approved internal trigger point wand and our FDA-registered trigger point genie to release the related external muscles from the breastbone down to the knees inside and out. Loosening the hypertonic pelvic pain related muscles must be taught. You have to learn how to find the tissue, how to insert our internal trigger point wand inside the pelvic floor, how to remove it. Learning how to use the trigger point genie to release the gluteal hamstring adductor, quadratus, iliopsoas, perineal muscles, the most common external muscles involved in pelvic pain needs to be learned. It is a challenge at first. You learn how to do it, and in our protocol, it is routinely done. You are basically going into sore areas and releasing them. Especially internally, you cannot do it too hard or too softly and practicing relaxation and getting quiet inside is a life-changing practice that requires training and support. It is a commitment to listening to the plea of the body to heal. The nervous system must get used to being quiet and the nervous system when it is used to being vigilant will often rebel against being quiet, being not anxious or fearful. These are the real obstacles in my experience to quieting down the pelvic floor and helping it heal. The healing of the pelvic floor requires helping the body become a regular healing environment.
It involves creating a healing chamber in which you regularly rest. Pelvic pain is a major event in life that in the most optimistic viewpoint provides us with the opportunity to be able to find peace inside to allow what is sore and irritated to heal. For more information, visit us at pelvicpainhelp.com or call us at 707-332-1492.